What's going on, gamers? Welcome back to the Graveyard. I'm the Graveyard Gamer, and thank you for joining me for this episode of Graveyard Shift. That is the weekly update show. I tell you what I've been playing for the past week, kind of give you an update as I go through the ins and outs of this gaming life, right? Well, first thing I want to talk about is Assassin's Creed Odyssey. That's right. Back in December, I played through the Assassin's Creed Valhalla crossover mission with Cassandra, so it was time to go to Odyssey. I had to download everything again, the internet where I'm at. Takes a long time for that to work, but I was able to do it, get it installed. It took about 19 days, by the way, and I finally jumped into it. Now, I played as Alexios. If you played as Alexios in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, you will actually still play with him, even though Cassandra is the canon version that they went with story-wise. She's also the one that shows up in Valhalla. However, going to Odyssey, I played Alexios, and I gotta tell you something. For that crossover mission to just be something they threw out there a couple years after that game had been out, I enjoyed it. I thought it was awesome. I thought the story kind of starts off kind of funny, and then I was like, ah, this can't be it, man. And then it gets serious, and it adds another layer to Alexios slash Cassandra's, their legacy, and what their role is in the realm of Assassin's Creed. And I just, it was very enjoyable. I really liked it. I hope we see more, and I know it'll be Cassandra in the future, but I hope we see more of Cassandra because she has such a big impact through all of history, we just never seen her until Odyssey. So I'm very excited to see where they go with it. But the mission itself, the storyline, I thought was really cool. You go to a whole new island, which for some reason I didn't expect. I really thought it was just going to be somewhere you'd been before. But nope, it's a whole new area. I thought that was awesome. And I will say I did have a little bit of a frustration. I got to a certain point in the mission and you actually lose all your abilities. You can't use your spear anymore. So therefore, like... The big one that really bothered me is the one to kind of give yourself a second wind and heal yourself in the middle of battle because Odyssey doesn't have what Valhalla does where you can just take berries and kind of heal yourself if you see your health is going low. No, the only way to heal in Odyssey is remove yourself from combat. So if you're going sideways in a big battle, you might be in trouble and that was happening to me in these two areas and it was frustrating. I was able to get by them and again, Odyssey also has you know the enemy scale with you so it's not like if you're somebody like me who's put in almost 200 hours in that game and done so much and you're sitting there and you're at level 75, it's not like you're way ahead of the enemies. They're right there with you and they have their abilities. So it kind of sucks because, again, some of your abilities are just really, really good, helpful, big hits or removing shields. So I was very frustrated and I honestly finished it. I had this boss fight that I thought was really cool, really impactful for the story. And I really was kind of sitting there going, man, I really hope... I get my abilities back. If not, it's going to make the rest of this DLC not be that fun. Just being real. It kind of soured it for me. Went to the next mission marker. And guess what? I was done with the mission. Like, that's where it's at. So once I kind of put that in perspective, I was able to say, okay, you know what? Maybe I didn't like having to go to these two spots without the abilities. But that doesn't change the fact that it's about four hours long, the DLC, I think. Maybe a little bit longer if you wanted to do every kind of mission marker you might see out there or whatnot. Ultimately, at the end of the day, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a ton of fun. And I will say that I thought the ending was really awesome. It kind of tied up Alexios's or Cassandra's story. Because I felt like Legacy of the Hidden Blade did a really good job of tying up their story in Odyssey. Right? If you played that DLC, I think, I think it kind of put a little bow on the Odyssey story. Now, if you played the Fate of Atlantis DLC, I think that put a nice little kind of ending to where that character is going, you know, forward throughout what we see in the rest of the Assassin's Creed series. So I thought that was really cool. Whereas this crossover mission, I thought it did just an amazing job of tying into both Origins, which, man, I would love for them to put a crossover mission out for that as well, 
and also Valhalla. So I really enjoyed it. I thought it was just a great way to just end the entire Odyssey experience. Highly recommend it. After that, I noticed that I had completed pretty much all of the Lost Tales of Greece, but one, and it was called The Prince of Persia. Now, I got to be honest with you, Hulking Yoda, my good friend over at Lost at Sea Gaming, a game podcast right here on Anchor, he talked about Prince of Persia recently. It's gotten in my head. I want to play something Prince of Persia. I'm not going to lie. Even watched the Prince of Persia movie from about 12 years ago recently. That's how much Prince of Persia is in my head. So I saw this title. I'm like, I got to do it. I got to do it. I'm jonesing for it. Well, I can tell you, it's not any kind of crossover to the other Ubisoft series. However, it's a really cool tie into not only Alexios or Cassandra's past, but also to the legacy of the Hidden Blade DLC. So I thought it was really cool. And if you're somebody like myself or you've played a lot of Odyssey, there's a good chance you don't really have to do a whole lot because really what this guy is is he's blind and he just wants you to describe some places in the world. If you've already marked off a lot of fast travel places, guess what? You don't have to go to them. You'll already have the answers for you. And that's what happened to me. The total mission was uh, probably about 10 minutes to get through the whole thing. So it was pretty cool, but it was just really conversations for me since I'd already been to those places, like I said. And I loved it. I thought it was a cool conversation with this guy. I thought he was a cool character. I thought it kind of gave Alexios a cool bit, bit of things to talk about. So ultimately, I enjoyed it. thought it was a lot of fun. Then finally, I couldn't get enough of some Odyssey. You know, it's just a fun world to be in. So I kind of did some sailing, kind of toured around. And then I finally said, you know what? The best place to end this, because this is probably going to be roughly the last time I load this game up. Maybe I'll shock myself. I always tend to go back to these three Assassin's Creed games more than I think. But if this truly is the end, where should I end it? Where should I take that final picture of Assassin's Creed Odyssey and it hit me? You know what? I got to go to where the game started. I got to go to that mountain in Sparta where they would throw the babies over the side. And if you remember the beginning of Odyssey, that's where Alexios was separated from his family. They were trying to throw Cassandra over the side and all that stuff. So I was like, I got to go there. So first off, I get there and the first thing I notice at the base of this mountain, I'd never noticed this playing it. I remember the movie 300 and like you see all the bones and everything. I, you go down to the bottom of it and sure enough, man, there's just a bunch of bones and skulls. And I was like, that's crazy. So I go up to the top to kind of get to that overlook. And what do I see? I see Cassandra's body. Now, I know a lot of people, Hulking Yoda included, they kind of had a good ending. Whether they were Cassandra or Alexios, where they were kind of able to reconnect with their family and kind of have a nice little ending. Mine was not that. Mine was not that at all. In fact, mine was Cassandra was a royal pain the entire game. She killed my mom at the very end, and then I in turn killed her. Her body was there, which I thought was kind of funny because since beating the game, I'd played through all the DLC, I'd played through so much stuff, so you would, you know, in my mind, it's like, that body wouldn't be there. No, it was still there in the same way she died. So I did the only thing I could think to do. I picked her body up, and I threw it off that mountain where they would throw all the, you know, the people that were too weak or whatever it may have been. Uh, I just had a lot of fun with it, and it was also kind of funny because it's a pretty fall pretty far fall i should say and just watching her body just kind of tumble and float through the air as it came crashing down cracked me up what else did i play on the graveyard shift well i went back to mlb 19 that's right mlb the show 19 i've talked about it multiple years now it's just i can't see moving on to another mlb until i've actually completed this franchise i've had a lot of fun with it over the few years especially in 20 when i kind of retweaked it a little bit so it was kind of more of a road to the show and a franchise I've kind of really rallied behind my creative character and then last year you may remember I actually set the record for most games in a row with a hit 
Uh, I think the previous record was on 80-something. I am currently, after the last couple games, I've played at 97, which means that in 97 games, I have not went up to bat and missed or struck out every time. I have managed to get on base at least once in every game for 97 games, which is insane. So I, I did that. That was cool. But the fun thing is on that first game that I loaded back up, I hit a home run. And I was pretty cool about it. And they told me that I had just tied the record with Barry Bonds for 81 home runs in a season, which I'll be honest with you, I really didn't think I was even close to it. I hadn't been paying attention. So I was like, okay, this is cool. Next game comes up, first pitch at me. Boom, home run. I broke the record. And then in that game, and it was a player lock game, by the way, I should point that out. A lot of these games I do player lock. That single game, I hit three more home runs. So not only did I break the record, man, I just pushed right past it. I've played multiple more uh, games, and, you know, I've hit a few home runs. Most of the time, I'm not like a slugger that's just knocking these home runs like crazy, but I do very good at getting singles or doubles. I bring home runners a good bit. So it has just been an awesome franchise. And I will say that I am in the middle of August, so if things keep going the way they're going, I keep it in steady rotation, I will probably beat the franchise this year. So maybe I would jump to MLB The Show 22 or just wait till MLB The Show 23, uh, which I'm excited for because I really have the last couple of years wanted to create my own team and, and all that fun stuff. So, But I just couldn't. I couldn't do it till I finished this franchise. And if you've ever played a baseball game, you know there's a lot of baseball games to be played. So what else have I been doing on the graveyard shift? Well, of course, I've been in Yakuza 5. And I told you last week I finished up Kiru's section. So I'm at Sijima's, and I've got to tell you, I didn't like the act. The thing is, I like the character. I said that before. I like the character. I like his story, but I didn't like the fact that they took you back to jail. It just felt like a rehashing of Yakuza 4. So then once you get out of it, you get to this mountain area where you get to do hunting. And I'm going to be honest, I was stoked about this. I'd been hearing about this. I thought this seemed really cool. And yes, when you're actually doing it, it is fun. However, the way in which... They overdo the tutorial for it. And then just the simple fact that there's just up until that point in the entire act, you were just doing fetch quests like crazy and all around there. And I don't necessarily dig those at all. I was just so off put by that act that I just, I didn't even miss around with the hunting a whole lot. I did what I had to, continued the story on. And at that point you go into a city and it wasn't my favorite city. I'll talk about a lot of my thoughts and ideas about the Yakuza, the, the city. I'll talk about, um, you know, they're using different protagonists a lot when I get to my review. I'm taking a lot of notes right now. But I would just say that Sijima, man, hey, for as much as I like the character and I like what he stands for and different things like that, I don't like the way you, they used him in gameplay. However, I did make it to the next act. And I got to admit, I was a little hesitant because you play as Huruka, which is Kiru's adoptive daughter. And I got to be real with you, I was kind of worried. Like, I knew she's not combat and it's more kind of mini games, like a lot of dancing games, if you will. She's a pop idol in Japan. And... I really just thought, oh, this is not going to be great. Gamers, I have loved it. I thought the mini games were well done. I thought they were fun and interesting. So I had a lot of fun with it. And they're really dance ones, but there's two different ones. There's like a dance routine, which is similar to the karaoke style. If you've played the Yakuza games or you play like Lost Judgment or whatnot. Then there's one that's a dance battle, which I thought was really cool. Because again, you're still trying to hit the right button combination. But you have to constantly switch the direction pad to which area that you want to hit those buttons in so if you don't have it on the up one and you're hitting the x you're not getting credit for that so i thought that's really cool it's not as hard as that may have sounded but it's just fun 
I love her character. It fits exactly the way her progression has grown throughout this series. I've already played Yakuza 6, so this also is really cool to kind of see where she's at in that game and how it kind of went from this game to there. So really cool stuff. I actually switched this morning over to Akiyami, which I loved him in Yakuza 4. So it's really cool to play as him. He's got a cool fighting style as well. And, you know, I've just enjoyed it. And they kind of share the act as you're going to rotate back and forth between them. And, oh, man, I, I love the characters. I was so taken back when a character died. Uh, it's kind of part of the story, especially in this act, because I really enjoyed her story. But she's gone. Now let's figure out why is she gone. Was she murdered? Or was it, in fact, suicide? So, interesting. It's definitely hyped my enjoyment of Yakuza 5 back up from where it kind of dipped with the previous act so i look forward to continuing on with it i have one more act after this one and then a finale so you know with any luck i'll finish it up this week maybe next week but we'll see but that is the graveyard shift this week i hope you guys join me next week as i talk about some even more stuff i've been playing but with that being said you can always find me at the graveyard gamer gmail.com the graveyard gamer on instagram or the graveyard g on twitter till next time i'll be creeping around the graveyard